Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of Matthew. We've been looking at Matthew, uh, the gospel there about uh, the the pattern prayer, about the Lord's prayer. We call it the pattern prayer because it says, after this manner. And we've talked about our adoration. If you've not listened to the previous podcast from 367 on, this is the eighth one. Uh, We talked about our adoration our acceptance, our appeal. But I want to talk today about our authority, our authority. Adoration before him, he said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our acceptance from him, thy kingdom will, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not what, not what I want, but what you want. And then we talked about our appeals, our requests, give us, forgive us, lead us, and deliver us. But that brings us to the last part. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, our authority. See, the pattern prayer ends on a note of victory. Because prayer is not about defeat. Prayer is about, about victory. And I know we're living in perilous days. We're living in the last times. But I'm going to say this. This is, this is not God's last days. This is not God's last times. He's still God, same as he's always been. And we can have victory in prayer. And so there's a war raging tonight between God, Satan, good and evil, truth and lies. But I'm telling you, we've got got a chance to live in victory. We've got a chance to live in victory. How do we get victory? Well, you've got to understand your victory is done in the war of prayer. And I want to give you three thoughts about victory in prayer. Thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. First of all, you want to have victory in prayer. Number one, you've got to recognize the sinister person of evil. There is an enemy, and he is evil. He is the father of lies. He is the uh, lies. He is the epitome of pride. His desire is to destroy all of mankind with his evil. We're not playing war games. We are at war. An enemy worse than Stalin, an enemy worse than Hitler, an enemy worse than uh, bin Laden. It's an eternal warfare. It's a warfare that cannot be fought with the flesh. You cannot fight this spiritual warfare with fleshly means. You've got to recognize the sinister person of evil. Our, pers- our enemy is a person. Bible said, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a walk, a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. You know, right now in your home or wherever you're listening, if you knew there was somebody on your property tonight that was out to destroy you, come in and murder your family, take all of your livelihood, you think you would sleep? No, you would be awake. You'd be sitting there soberly. What if you knew there was a, 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 a lion, a, a ravenous, hungry lion outdoors? Would you just walk out flippantly? No, you'd walk out looking around. You'd walk out looking for signs. You'd be prepared. Well, listen, he's your adversary. It's what the Bible says. Be sober, be vigilant. 
your adversary, the bitterest enemy of God and his people is the devil. You ever thought about the names and the descriptions that are given to Satan in the Bible? Let me give you some of them. The deceiver, the liar, the murderer, the accuser, the tempter, the destroyer. He's not just a figment of, of an imagination. When we talk about the devil, that's not a figure of speech. He's personal. He's aggressive. He's intelligent. He's cunning. He's destructive. And by the way, don't ever say the devil's in hell. I've heard people say, why don't you just tell the devil to go on back to hell? He's never been in hell. He walketh about. He's the prince of the power of the air. He, he will be someday, but right now he walketh about. Our enemy is a person. Our enemy has a position. The Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. He's the ruler of darkness. The Bible calls him the god of this world. He's a ruler. You ever thought about Satan as a ruler? He rules over the kingdom of fallen spirits, just as God's got angels. Satan's got angels. He's the prince that rules over the kingdom of this world. As a matter of fact, he offered to give Jesus those kingdoms. And Jesus never disputed his power or authority over those kingdoms. Huh. You know what the devil's doing right now? He's moving the nations of this world like checkers on a checkerboard toward Armageddon. Oh, yeah. The Bible said in Revelation 16, For they are the spirits of demons working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Demon spirits are working in the hearts and minds of the world leaders to bring them to Armageddon. That's, right. That's why the Bible calls him the God of this age, the God of this world, who's blinded the minds. See, we have a, we have a generation that's walking in darkness because they have been blinded by the dark prince. And by the way, the devil's not against religion. I am convinced the longer I go that the, the chief tool of Satan is religion. He has religion right in his hand. He's got this world right where he wants it. And I love America. I love the flag. But if the Antichrist is going to set up his world kingdom, the Constitution of the United States is going to have to fall. And what we're witnessing in our nation is we're witnessing power of Satan at work in the kingdom. Oh, yes. Trying to destroy the principles of of Judeo-Christian ethics in our nation. Why? Because America is standing in the way of what Satan is trying to do. And don't set your roots too deep in this world. We work for the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of this world. And I vote. I love my country. I, I'm going to vote again. But I'm going to tell you this. God, a, few, a couple of years ago, put a stranglehold on me about politics. <laughs> he sure did. He said, boy, you've been more invested uh, in this worldly kingdom than you have in the heavenly kingdom. I was watching the news, listening to the news, getting all bent out of shape. And you know what God said? You've ignored my word. And I'm telling you, he, the Lord told me, he said, you can talk politics with the best of them, but you've ignored my word. And, uh, man, I got a burden over that. And I started reading the Bible again. Not that I wasn't reading it, but I mean, I mean, I read it. And got in it, started studying more, getting my mind on the things of God instead of the things of this world. Our enemy has a, a position. 
He is a person that has a position and he has power. Only an ignorant fool would scoff at the power of Satan. It is foolishness to underestimate the power of the devil. Now watch this. You've got to recognize the sinister person of evil. Then you need to realize the seductive power of evil. If you don't realize you have an enemy, you're not going to be ready to defend yourself. You've got to realize the seductive power of evil. You've got to be ready for his seducing, for his seduction. Well, preacher, I don't have any problems with the devil. Well, don't brag about it. Jesus had problems with the devil. Jesus met him. Jesus had to deal with him. Uh, am I going to say that I'm greater than Jesus? No. You know, I believe some people have never went head on with Satan because they're going in the same direction. If you've not had a collision with the devil, it might be because you're in collusion with the devil. <laughs> we got to recognize this person. We got to realize his power. Oh, yes. And then number three, this is the key to victory. Rely on the sovereign protection from evil. Recognize the sinister person of evil. Realize the seductive power of evil. But rely on the sovereign protection from evil. That's the final part of the pattern prayer. It ends right back where it started. With the Father. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It's the sovereign protection from evil. You know what? You can't pray and can't stay focused on um, the satanic empire. You've got to focus on the glorious empire. <clears throat> I love how the pattern prayer ends. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our prayer life needs to be a daily reminder that the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. You don't have to fear, you don't have to fall, you don't have to faint, you don't have to flee. We have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're going to have prayer that is victorious, it will start with the Lord and it will end with the Lord. Three words Jesus said, the kingdom, the power, and the glory. He said, thine is the kingdom. Because God has a kingdom just like the enemy has a kingdom. But there's a big difference in the two. Our victory in prayer comes by faith. Satan's victory comes by doubt. And Satan is powerful, but he's not all powerful. I'm telling you, there's more worship of Satan in the average church than there is worship of the God Almighty. More testimonies in the name of Satan in the average service than testimonies in the name of Jesus Christ. Quit giving the devil praise. Quit giving him adoration and attention. He has a kingdom, but it's falling. It's failing. It's faltering. And it'll soon be finished. But thine is the kingdom. And then he said, thine is the power. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. And then he said this, thine is the glory. You want to get your prayers answered? You know why I believe we don't have more prayer answered? Because we want the glory. But I think if we could learn to pray with his glory in mind, we'd see more prayer answered. When you're, re when you're asking God for something, what's your reason for it? 
I'll say this, and I don't want you to miss this. When your reason for asking and his reason for answering is the same, your prayer will be the same. Your answer will be the same. When you want God glorified and he wants to be glorified, that's when your prayer will be answered. What a study on this pattern prayer. There's victory in it. There's victory in prayer, but it has it has to start with God and it has to end with God. It has to start with the Father and it has to end with the Father. It has to start with the Lord and it has to end with the Lord. I want to ask you before we go off today, how's your prayer life? Are you living in victory in your prayer life or are you living in defeat? I would challenge you to go back and listen to all these again. Learn the principles of prayer. Because we need prayer if we're going to make a difference in this world. And that's what we're called to do. To go out today and be salt and light. That's what we're here for. If, if salvation was about us getting out of hell and going to heaven, we would have left for heaven the day we got saved. But God left us here after we were born again so that we could be salt and light and make a difference in this world. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan right now? I'm going to get up tomorrow morning. I'm going to pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to go out and make a difference in the world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.